Welcome, everybody, to Fan Stream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at PFedoff. This is episode 122, but first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the Fanstream Sports app and then head over to our Facebook page. Like that page, additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. Before I get into the main two topics for this podcast, though, there's some breaking news. I just want to go over really quickly. Right. right before the 2023 football season, Matt Bayless, the strength and conditioning coach, uh, absigned pretty much abruptly uh, from the Notre Dame program. He was a great strength and conditioning uh, coach. And it looks like right now Notre Dame is going to hire uh, their next strength and conditioning coach. I believe I'm pronouncing this right, but Lauren Landau. So we shall see whether this is a good hire or not, but it's they got to hit on this hire is what I'm saying because that is your coach in the offseason. Yes, Marcus Freeman and his assistants are obviously very important during the season, but the strength and conditioning coach sets the tone for the season uh, to get mental toughness, physical toughness, get them ready for the season. They got to really nail this hire because Matt Bayless was a great strength and conditioning coach. And... I hope Lauren Landau is too, so we shall see. Uh, but for the main first main subject of this podcast, uh, it was um, known this week that Riley Leonard uh, has signed with Notre Dame uh, to uh, pretty much be the starting quarterback next year at Notre Dame. Uh, you probably remember that name. He's coming over from Duke, and he is not a graduate transfer. I think a lot of people think he's a graduate transfer. No, he's a junior going into his senior season at Notre Dame. But coming from Duke, obviously grades will not be an issue for him. I've heard it's tougher to get into Duke and Stanford than it is to Notre Dame. Once you get into Notre Dame, I've heard it's tougher to maintain um, your, you know, your academics. It's a little bit harder where it's Duke and Stanford. It's a little bit easier, but it's vice versa to get in. It's harder to get in there. More than you need to know, but just to give you some uh, basics that this is a guy academically that will be fine. But uh, he's a... Uh, three-year uh, player at, at Duke. So just some basics for uh, Riley Leonard. So he's six foot four, 212 pounds. So he's a big kid. He's a pretty good runner too. So this is a, you know, with Sam Hartman last year, he was only about six foot, if that. Uh, so this will be a bigger quarterback than Sam Hartman. But in his three years at Duke, he had a 62% completion percentage, which is good. Uh, he passed for 4,450 yards, 24 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. And as I said earlier, he's a great runner. So he ran for 1,224 yards, 19 scores, for uh, 19 scores uh, out of 229 carries. Uh, this year, he was hurt the majority of the, I would say, the second half of the season. He pretty much didn't play the second half of the season. And it started with that Notre Dame game. Uh, he played a pretty good game. Uh, we looked dead and out in that game, but a miraculous comeback by Sam Hartman. Uh, for us to win 21 to 14. But when he did play this year, he had three touchdowns, three interceptions, passing that is, uh, passed for 1,102 yards. And then he ran for 352 yards and four touchdowns. So you got, you think, oh, that's not great stats, but you got to, he only played maybe 40 to 50% of the season. And, but when he was healthy, he looked pretty damn good. And he gave us all we could handle uh, during that Duke game. But uh, here's the thing. So you're thinking, you, Rob, you'd be really excited about this. I'm cautiously optimistic because of what happened with Sam Hartman this year. And 
it's not Riley Leonard I'm concerned with. It's still the offensive coaching staff right now, especially Coach Parker. I know the fall guy right now seems to be the wide receiver coach they fired, Chancey Stuckey. Uh, from what we hear, he created a lot of drama where uh, he played favorites to his wide receivers, a very toxic culture it seemed to be. Um, and that led to Sam Hartman um, having various issues with uh, the wide receivers. I, I don't want to – how can I say this? I don't want to assume so many things, but pretty much it seems like Chancey Stuckey was the fall guy. But I think Jared Parker still – He's very inexperienced as an offensive coordinator. I still don't even think um, he's a very good one at this point. Maybe he will become one. But my biggest concern, Riley Leonard. Yes, this is if this all works out, this is going to be a great transfer at Notre Dame. But I can't say enough. I am not worried about Riley Leonard. My biggest concern is with his coaches right now. And I'm telling you right now. Uh, well, let me get to the first part. Let me. I just want to bring in like a pop culture reference for this. Uh, back in, I don't know, I think it was 2018, but Cobra Kai, uh, it was a, a very popular TV series now on Netflix, but it started on YouTube Red uh, based off the, the Karate Kid movies that were very popular in the 1980s. And I, when I heard there was going to be a Cobra Kai series on this YouTube Red channel, which now is, doesn't even exist anymore. Now it's on Netflix. I'm just like, oh, th this is a disaster, a disaster in waiting. But you know what? They got really good writers. Uh, the actors are great. They're, it's a very self-aware, self-aware show. So they're not taking themselves too seriously. It's been a phenomenal, great show for us kids of the eighties and even not even kids of the eighties, just a very great show. It's very well done. It worked out top gun two or top gun Maverick, uh, came out in 2022, uh, from the, uh, original top gun 1986. So what is that? 36 years after the fact, a sequel and that, that's always just uh, a recipe for disaster, but no, very good acting. Uh, the writers were good. The directors were good. Another instance where all the pieces were there. It's just, you had to put the pieces together with all the moving parts. It worked out perfectly, but for every Top Gun Maverick and for every Cobra Kai, there's a Wall Street 2 that came out in 2010 uh, after the 1987 classic Wall Street with Michael Douglas. Uh, it was called Wall I think it was Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps. And whenever you have a tagline attached to a title too, that's a disaster. Awful. The Arsenio Hall show, they tried to bring that back. Didn't work. And another disaster. The last Halloween series, the, the 2018 Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. There were some good parts, bad parts, but very mediocre. What I'm trying to say, oh, another one I wrote down here, Vacation. The original Vacation, European Vacation. Um... Christmas vacation, which a lot of people think is the best vacation, but then you have a Vegas vacation, which just didn't work. You can have everyone there. You can think you have all the pieces there, but if you don't have the people to move those pieces in the right direction, it's not going to work. And that's with Riley Leonard right now. That's my biggest concern uh, right now. It's, it's not Riley Leonard. It's the coaching staff. But just some more things about Riley Leonard here. Uh, we beat out Auburn was looking at him. Ohio State was looking to sign him. And I got to think his his former coach, Mike Elko, he went from Duke to Texas A&M. I got to think he would he would have reached out to him. I have no knowledge of that, but I would think he would have. But now with Riley Leonard, we have Riley Leonard, Steve Angeli, CJ Carr, the uh, five-star freshman recruit. He didn't even wait. He's not even going to wait till this Wednesday. He's already on Notre Dame's campus uh, practicing with them for the bowl game. He's not going to play, but that's dedication right there. And then Kenny Minchie, 
So you got four, and then also Deuce Knight comes in in 2025. But let's just say for next year, you got four quarterbacks right now. I got to think one of those transfers, maybe not, we shall see. But maybe Steve Angeli, who I still really like and who will be starting in, in the bowl game uh, because Sam Hartman's not playing. I'll get into that a little bit later too. But um, maybe Steve Angeli is just going to be our Frank Reich. And maybe he's happy with that. For those of you who don't know, Frank Reich was uh, a solid backup in the NFL back in the day when Jim Kelly played for the Buffalo Bills. Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer. But Frank Reich was a great backup, and that's all he ever was. And he was part of the greatest comeback in playoff history when the Bills were down by the to the Oilers, I think by 31 points. I think it was the 92, uh, what was it, the 92 season, but 93 New Year. And uh, he led them back to the greatest playoff win ever. Maybe that's what Stevie Angeli is going to be, and he doesn't transfer. And he's, he's our Frank Reich, to be determined. Uh, but back to Sam Harbin, he's not going to play in the bowl game, and I don't think he should. Why risk an injury? Even though I don't think he'll be a a great NFL quarterback at best, a second or third string quarterback. Why risk it on a, I don't want to say meaningless bowl game, but a glorified spring game in my opinion. And I know Marcus Freeman came out to say he was a little bit disappointed that he wasn't going to play in the game, but he has every right to do that. And I was just like, do you blame him? Your offensive coaching sh staff shit the bed with him this year. Why should he play in a meaningless bowl game Risk injury, risk some money, even though he's made a lot of NIL money because your coaching staff pretty much ruined him, in my opinion, that is. So I kind of thought that was a little bit of a, a cheap shot by Marcus Freeman. Whether it was a cheap shot or not, I just think he kind of, uh, I don't think he should have said that. He would say, hey, I, I support his decision and kind of go from there. Uh, what else here? But yeah, Steve and Jelly will, I can't say, and I'll have a bowl preview show at some point. But Steve and or some people call him Steve Peanut Butter and Jelly. Get the little pun right there. But uh, yeah, I, and I'm 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 interested to see how Steve and Jelly does. We got a lot of players out for that game, but uh, it will be a glorified spring game. Uh, but maybe who knows? We'll see. I'm just trying to see. If I want to make oh, and also I forgot to mention this about Riley Leonard. He did get an NIL deal, um, and I'm sure Notre Dame helped set this up. But he signed a deal with Gillette you know, the razors for shaving, but I find that ironic because this kid looks like he's 12 years old. He doesn't have the big, uh, burly beard that Sam Hartman had. This kid looks very young, but he signed a deal with, deal with Gillette. So we'll see how that goes, but more power to him. He's going to a, uh, a great, uh, university and then also getting a, a nice little NIL deal with Gillette. But I'm cautiously optimistic that Riley Leonard and this offensive coaching staff has learned some things from last year. Hopefully, and can make this thing work. But that leads to two pop culture references here again, because if I, Coach uh, Freeman has got to put, uh, if things start to unravel early in the season like they did last year with Coach Stuckey, and the shitstorm was with all the wide receivers, and that you know hurt Sam Hartman's uh, psyche and confidence, in my opinion, that is, he's got to nip that in the bud right away uh, with Coach Parker. And... That's a pop culture reference with uh, Barney Five from The Andy Griffith Show. Even further back to the Cobra Kai reference, I remember uh, from the Karate Kid movie when Johnny Lawrence, uh, right, one of the opening scenes, he goes one to, to one of his Cobra Kai buddies and says, 8 a.m., I'm a senior tomorrow, and I got one chance to make this thing work because it was the first day of school, and that's what I'm going to do, make this thing work. Well, he didn't. He ends up losing his girlfriend to Daniel LaRusso, loses the tournament to Daniel LaRusso, 
The Cobra Kai Dojo goes into bankruptcy. It's a total fiasco. That can't happen with this team. Coach Freeman has got to put him on a short leash. Coach Parker, that is. And if things ain't working right, you better make it work. You better nip it in the bud and make it work, Coach Freeman. If this thing starts to unravel like it did earlier in the season, where we're starting to find out about how much of a toxic culture, toxic culture this wide receiver room was. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully Riley Leonard leads us to a national title. We should, but if he does, maybe someday we'll have a statue uh, for Riley Leonard. But speaking of statues, right before the Notre Dame women's basketball game today against Purdue, uh, Notre Dame annihilated Purdue today, uh, 76 to 39, their eighth straight win. Uh, they now sit at eight and one, and they're slowly getting healthy again. And once that team's healthy again, uh, look out. I know it's still, you need, still need to get that inside presence. That's slowly improving. But Hannah Hidalgo just missed the, the talented freshman, just missed a, a quadruple double today. But right before the game, uh, coach, former coach Muffet McGraw, well deserved, got her statue right outside of the uh, Joyce Center uh, Purcell Pavilion where they play the basketball games. And I still want to, I don't want to give it, it's not a horrible statue, but statues are kind of tricky. You never get the exact look of the person, especially like the Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. And I need to go on campus to actually be face to face with the statue because video, pictures, uh, TV, sometimes do not do it justice. But to me, it really didn't. They had her stance down perfectly. But just like, uh, she's a skinny lady, don't get me wrong, but they made it look too skinny in my opinion. And she was always dressed to the nines when she was coaching. They did have her like in a skirt and in high heels. But I was thinking the statue's brown, which most statues are. But I thought, you know, Notre Dame kind of missed an opportunity. Make those high heels like a Kelly Green, like Notre Dame Kelly Green when they were on special occasions. And then say, hey, coming in in uh, Notre Dame uh, uh, or Purcell Pavilion, if you touch the heels of the statue, that'll bring good luck to the Notre Dame, whether it's the men's team or the women's team, or just good luck in your life in general. They could have maybe done something like that. But once I get on campus, I think I could maybe make a better judgment of this statue. Again, it's not horrible, but it's, it's kind of less to be desired when I saw it today. I just thought, uh, wait, it looks way too skinny. It doesn't really look like her 100%. It does resemble her, and it does have the stance down to a, to a T, pretty much 100% the way she uh, would stand during games. But... I thought it was uh, a couple missed opportunities, especially with the heels. I, I would have made that a, like I said, a Kelly green color and say, hey, touch the heels going into the arena and that'll bring luck to the men or women's team or in your life in general. But that's my idea. They're not going to uh, pay attention to what I think. But just some really quick uh, stats or not even stats, but her career at Notre Dame, it was it was awesome. She started at Notre Dame in 1987. Just think about that. That was just one year before Coach Holt's game in 1986. And she did not uh, retire until 2020. She was here 33 years. And just a year after Coach Holtz came, and that seems like forever ago. Well, it kind of was. But here, just listen to this. Nine Final Fours, seven championship appearances, two national titles in 2001 and 2018, and there wasn't a team called Connecticut and a coach called Gina Oriema when they were getting a national title every two seconds like the UCLA teams of John Wooden back in the day. 
I think Coach McGraw has probably at least five national titles. And also, when they played Baylor, Baylor with Brittany Griner, uh, my only one of my few criticisms of her was she didn't have um, consistently tall uh, teams. Uh, when she did with Ruth Riley in 2001 and Jessica Shepard in 2018, won a national title. And I think especially in 2011 when they lost to Texas A&M, but they had a very uh, tall girl in the middle. We just couldn't compete with that uh, consistently throughout the game. If you, if you have a couple taller girls uh, throughout her career, and if UConn's not UConn, when they were just, like I said, winning every two seconds, she probably has at least five national titles. In any event, though, these again, nine Final Fours, seven championship appearances, two national titles. I I would just like to see a Final Four in my lifetime with the men's team, which is uh, struggling at the moment, which was expected. But again, this was uh, very well-deserved for Coach McGraw. And uh, congratulations to Coach McGraw. And uh, hopefully I get to see that statue uh, sooner than later. Really quick before I end this podcast, uh, I will, I'm not forgetting about the men's team. I just need a more of a sample set. I'm, I probably want to get to the end of uh, 2023. Hopefully they're six and six, um, which is kind of what I expected right now. But at times it is very painful to watch. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker yesterday to Georgetown in overtime. And I know Georgetown's not like Georgetown of the 80s, but it's still, that would have been a decent win for Notre Dame. But it's just, if you want the Marquette game last week, it was 21 to two after about five, six minutes. But this is, I, it's, there's only a lot of, this team is starting from scratch pretty much from last year. And at times, joking aside, I'd rather have diarrhea and be on a bumpy airplane uh, with high turbulence then watch them at times. That's the way the Marquette game was. Yes, rather be on a bumpy airplane with high turbulence and have diarrhea than go through that again. Hopefully that's uh, not as many occurrences that we see that, but uh, th this team will improve. I, I have full faith in Coach Shrewsbury. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 122. And as always, go Irish.